what I'm gonna do here is break down eight of the common principles that I have learned and utilized over the last 15 years working with clients, using myself for anecdotal experience of how you can stay lean. I don't wanna say effortlessly, but you can make it easy by utilizing these principles. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Manhood Experiment. Today, we got something special for you. So I, Jay Dragon, am chopping up for you some sweet, juicy nuggets on fat loss principles. So I promise to make this useful and non-boring. What I'm going to do here is break down eight of the common principles that I have learned and utilized over the last 15 years working with clients using myself for anecdotal experience, a combination of research studies of how you can stay lean. I don't want to say effortlessly, but you can make it easy by utilizing these principles. I promise there's some stuff in here you maybe have not heard or have not heard in this style. So this is going to be a long episode. I'm going to break down some examples and leave you guys with some nuggets that you can take and apply right away. So if you like this style, maybe we'll do some more. I recommend you can hit pause, take some notes if any of these things resonate with you. But there's a lot of information out there when you hear people talking about nutrition and fat loss and so on. So my recommendation is always look for the patterns, give things a try. After working with numerous people, the biggest limiting factor tends to be consistency or adherence to a plan. So these are the principles, like I said, that help me stay more consistent by getting results and keeping that progress going with momentum. It's even through travels, kids, and the rest of life that happens to us on a regular basis. So all of these eight principles easily could have been a full episode themselves, or maybe we will expand on each one of them and do that in the future. So first off, I want to talk about consistency. You know, it's that factor that when you follow good habits with repetition, you can improve things and put things on autopilot and it makes it a lot easier to be consistent. And so when we think about why people struggle with fat loss, because the world sets us up to be, it's very easy to stick with comfort and to take it easy. And then people go and maybe this sounds familiar, you try a challenge or a diet for a short period of time and you pull all the levers at the beginning. You know, you restrict your calories, you're moving a bunch or maybe you make a little bit of progress, but things stall or you might not get the results that you want because you did so much and it's hard to make any sort of continued improvement because you've, you've hit all the buttons. You've hit all the levers right at the very beginning. So I think I'm going to be able to help here with some framework and provide you with a better mindset. And when it comes to diets, there's a lot of common principles. The reason they work in the short term is because they're restrictive. You're 
you're moving things and you have something to follow with a simple objective. But many people don't see long-term results with this because people at first maybe are too strict, like I said, hitting all those levers, and then they blame and say that it doesn't work. Maybe it's their genetics. But in reality, it didn't leave room for those adaptations, especially those long-term adaptations as your body gets used to it. So without further ado, let's get into it. We'll keep this short and sweet. Number one principle, you know, it's mindset. Got to have the blueprint going forward to have those objectives of anything that you want to do. But in order to make a change, you're going to have to think and act differently than what you're currently doing. You know, the same actions that you're currently doing are going to get you the same results. So when it comes to transforming, whether you want to put muscle on or lose fat, change your body composition, you need to think and act differently. And this is going to take some time. So you're not always going to see results right away. So you need to look for other factors that aren't always on the scale or how you look, you know, and how your energy improves, strength, and other factors that you can notice some improvements and progress. So something I want to talk about with mindset is if you're trying to become your ideal self or fit person, you need to think like a fit person. That means you travel like a fit person. You plan ahead. You know, you pick hotels out that have gyms or areas that you can be active. Maybe you pack with yourself resistance bands and you make decisions like a fit person. And so you need to think about that and take an inventory before you're doing the things that you're doing and going and traveling around. And it doesn't mean that you need to be over restrictive, but you need to think of the big picture. And let's break down an example. You know, a fit person is not consistent Monday through Friday. They are consistent seven days a week. And it's not like 100% of the time they're there. But if you can be 80%, a way to think about this is when you're traveling, if you can, on those Saturdays and Sundays, or when you're away from your nest, try to eat two meals that you're proud of. So on Saturdays and Sundays, you might let yourself go a little bit, but if you can at least eat two meals that you're proud of, that will help. So solution, accountability with a coach or partner or having a game plan that you're going to stick to seven days a week is a big game changer. So going on to number two, Energy management. So the principle is managing your energy. You got to remember that you are responsible and you need to raise your standards. So we need to change our state. If we find ourselves low on energy, we can take inventory of how our sleep was, how we've been feeding ourselves. Is there a lack of movement? Do we need to move around? But remember that fatigue makes a coward of us all. So when we're tired, we don't feel like doing the things that we need to to get the wheels rolling. So We need to associate our energy with what we eat, how we're moving, and how we are sleeping. When we can do that, we start to make a little bit better decisions, and then we can fix those energy leaks. So let's think about that. If you have digestive issues, like you eat certain foods, that's going to drain your energy. If you have back pain or an injury that you've been battling for a while, that is going to drain your energy. A poor environment or negative people around you, that is going to be an energy leak. So we have to look and take that inventory of blind spots around us and see how we can fix that. You know, and do things that spark energy. Put yourself around those people that are motivating. And give yourself the best opportunity to have energy. What do I mean by that? Sleep. Give yourself that opportunity. I know it's fun to get caught up in a new TV series or watching things and staying up late. But you got to remember to associate. If you're staying up too late, even if you're trying to catch up on those hours of sleep, it's not the same as getting to bed at a consistent time giving yourself a goal around 10 or 10.30, that gives you the opportunity to have that seven to eight hours of sleep. But remember, sleep is one of the big three. If we think of sleep, eat, and movement, and that one of those three affects the other two big time. So there's so much information on sleep out there, but I think just raise your standards when it comes to that. 
So your solution, find excitement with your goals. This can help change your state if you're looking forward to doing something, whether you're training with people for something, you're going to classes or you're having a goal that you can measure and improve. So look short-term, mid-term, and long-term. That's a way to create some excitement. Number three, you guys have maybe heard me talk about this, OTM, opportunities to move. This one's directly associated with walking more. I know it sounds boring, but enough people are talking about this that I hope you recognize the patterns. So walking more seems super basic, but it changes the game when you actually track it. And that's the thing. A lot of people, just like they think they drink a lot of water, they think that they move a lot. I'm a perfect example of this. Like there's days where maybe I got a workout in and I feel like I was super active, but then I look at my step count and I was only at like 3,500 steps. And so we need to think about the big picture here. And I notice when I'm traveling, especially in Europe or somewhere else, I'm walking more and I stay lean more, but also walking helps your digestion. It helps your energy. It helps your posture from staying upright. So the tip here is brisk walk after your meals. And if fat loss is a goal, move in the morning. Give yourself a goal of 5,000 steps before you eat anything before breakfast. And that's a challenge. Maybe start out with 3,000, but I promise you it's a major game changer because you're getting rid of any glucose that's in your system. Your body's forced to burn off the storage of fat. And it's in a low stress way, especially if you're doing walks, you can walk an incline, walk a hill. So your solution is 10 minute walks after meals, Give yourself a goal of 5,000 steps before breakfast. I know it's a challenge, but you can easily do it. Walk your dog, just wake up, listen to a podcast, take some calls where you're walking. But move and sweat daily. We were designed to do it. Use it or lose it, baby. Number four, track protein. It's easy and it works. I'm not going to spend too much time here, but if you can eat protein according to your body needs, 0.7 grams to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. If you're 100 pounds, that's 70 to 100 grams of protein. If you're 200, double it 140 to 200 grams of protein. At first, you might need to look that up and get familiar with that. But if you track that and try to get close to that and build your meals around that, I promise it will make a big difference and it prevents you from overeating a lot of empty foods. So tracking protein, it's just a game changer. It works over and over again. It's one of the main things that I have clients do And it's pretty easy to do it with nutrition facts everywhere. For example, 100 grams of protein is one pound of meat. So you can make four patties and split them up and you got four meals and that takes care of most of it. But it's pretty easy to do these days. Hey, listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. Number five, this is what I call base meals. I have all my clients do this. I do this when I host challenges. But think about 10 meals that you can eat over and over again. And in reality, you probably are already doing this. It's just looking to improve and upgrade these. And protein is the pattern here. So you got to have fun with this. You can still have fun with enjoying the food, enjoying the process, but if you simply made these meals, your body will change better automatically and making it easy to repeat. So here's an example. Three breakfast meals that I eat almost all the time. I make a protein pancake with eggs, with two eggs, or I'll have something like overnight oats that I can travel with, or I'll have a smoothie and a couple eggs. They can be hard-boiled eggs if you're in a hurry. That's what I do. You can find three that have 
protein for you and repeat those. Ideally, you're eating whole foods, lower sugar if fat loss is your goal. And then five lunch and dinners. I put these together because, you know, lunch could be a dinner, dinner could be a lunch. So here's a few examples. Burgers in an air fryer, really easy to do. I'll do canned mackerel or salmon with a hard-boiled egg. I do that a lot. Steak and two veggies. That could be carrots and broccoli. You can add a carb like a sweet potato or rice if it's an active day in your training based on your goals. Chicken and two veggies, something similar. I mean, you could do bok choy or broccoli again or you know, whatever veggie you can interchange. And then salmon and two veggies. So those are common meals that I repeat and I can make that seem really different by changing out the vegetables or changing in the seasonings and sauces. And then two snacks and desserts. So I'll give you three here. Yogurt and powdered peanut butter and protein, I'll stir that up. That's a snack that I have that's high in protein, low in sugars, and can be wherever you want the fat to be. Cottage cheese, something I used to eat, didn't eat it for years, and now I'm doing it again because it's just it's convenient and it's easy. I know some people don't like yogurt and cottage cheese. So you could think of a quality protein bar as an option or a shake that you could make. But those are just examples. You can interchange those things just for a serving of protein, but that's the pattern. Those are all built around proteins. So your solution is make a list and look up some recipes and have fun with it. It's going to be some trial and error. Once you can automate those, you can make it really easy and you can find that you can get a lot of those versions when you eat out. You can go to a Chipotle or somewhere where it's easy to customize your meals. But be picky, customize, make it fit your goals. You can do it. It's simple, I promise. Number six, mini bulks and mini cuts. So this might be unfamiliar to some people. What I mean by this is you can't be in a diet and a deficit all of the time. It's just not good for your hormones. It's not good for your body. And you see a lot of people that constantly want to be lean. I battled with this, especially throughout my 20s. I always wanted to have abs. And so it was so much easier for me to lower my carbs all the time and constantly try to be on a diet. And if you do that for too long, your positive functions in the body, like your hormonal functions, tend to downregulate. And that can affect your testosterone or your thyroid, which is common with women. So your metabolism is going to slow down if you're constantly on a diet. So I went through this hitting that plateau and I've seen this happen with clients. And so what's common now, a lot of people will do what's called reverse dieting or just determining what your maintenance calories are and eating at that or a slight surplus of like 10% for even a week or a couple weeks or four weeks. And if you focus, and this can be hard to do because you don't like going in the opposite direction, but if you focus on getting stronger, it takes your mind off losing a little bit of that leanness that you have, and you can feel okay with gaining a little bit of weight for the short term, and I promise it helps if you can get your body used to eating more calories. For example, if you're 180 pounds and you're only eating 2,000 calories, like that's not super sustainable. You can do it, but it'd be better to get yourself up to 2,300, 2,400, 2,500 calories, and your body will adapt. And that way, when you want to get lean, you can just cut those calories back down. And so you could think the same thing if you're 150 pounds, and you're only eating 1,300 calories, like you don't have any more levers to pull. So I've had 120 pound women eating upwards of 3,000 calories a day if they're training properly for it, and they're still super lean. Not that you need to, but it's just something to think about. So Moving on, number seven, just two more of these. Number seven is get stronger or faster. By picking a goal of getting stronger or faster, your body will change automatically. And as a bonus, this makes things so much more fun. For example, training for triathlons in the past always got me more lean. And 
I think of even when I was trying to improve my 400 meter time, I just picked the goal of trying to run around the track in under a minute. It was really hard at first, but as I put together a training plan, it made a big difference to my body. I got so much more lean because I had to get faster. I can think of another time following a strength training program that was built around adding weight, progressive overload, adding a little bit of weight each week got me a lot more lean because my body was prioritizing muscle. And so if you just think like if whatever you're doing is working on getting faster, it could be a loop around your neighborhood that is, is a mile. And when you first do it, it takes you 10 minutes to do it. And then your goal is to do it in nine minutes and your goal is to do it in eight minutes, maybe seven minutes. I don't know. That's just a random goal. But by you getting faster, I promise your body will change according to that. It makes it a lot easier. So the solution is follow a training plan, work with a trainer or pick something like a race to run for. It could be a half marathon. It could be improving your mile time. But I think you get the idea. And finally, number eight, about being consistent. You'll call it this damage control or just your consistency plan. So I always hit a plateau because it was hard to stack more than a week consistently. When I was first getting into healthy eating, the weekend would come and I'd want to go try a new restaurant and I'd eat out and that would turn into going to brunch the next morning. And I just remember always thinking like, gosh, if I could just get past one week of stack up two weeks of meals that I was proud of. And I'm not talking about being overly strict, but it's so easy to let things go and just kind of what we started with at the top of letting a weekend go. And so the solution here is when you're traveling, when you're away from the nest, you need to plan accordingly. And if you just make protein the goal, try to get four servings of protein in throughout that day. If you're traveling, if you're away from home, even on a day where you're eating crappy, so you can eat some food before you go out. If you know you're going to be going out and indulging, eat good prior to go out and will prevent you from overeating. You can have a protein shake or you could make a little mini healthy meal that you're proud of before going out. You can do this at a hotel. You can do it when you're traveling. And so a serving of protein, will look at the palm of your hand. We'll say that's 25 grams of protein. You need to get four of those in during a day. This one doesn't really matter the size of you a whole lot because this is insurance, you know, and you don't want to go more than two days without doing this and it's going to be easier to stay on track. And so if you need to do this in two meals, you can eat these servings and then enjoy yourself the rest of the day. So maybe you're going to have big brunch, you know, try to eat a little bit of protein like from some eggs or a meat source or a plant-based source, whatever you want to do. And then just take inventory throughout the day. You don't need to stress out about it, but just try to cover that. So it's kind of attached to a couple different goals here, but it will help huge from falling off track. So remember one bad day or one bad meal isn't going to fall off track. It's when you're doing that over and over again. With all of these things, you can be flexible. None of these things are about being overly restrictive. I've gone through stages where I was obsessed with quote unquote clean eating and it was just overly restrictive. It takes away the fun. So I think that all of these things can still fit into your lifestyle. It's easy to maintain these things. And that's why I've been able to stay lean for 15 plus years. I don't get too far off track because I keep these things in mind. I you know, do the best that I can. And so let's review those top eight again. Number one is working on your mindset, coming up with, think of like a mission statement for your health. I think that's a good way to think about it. Number two, 
energy management. You're responsible for energy. You manufacture your own energy. Number three, OTM, opportunities to move and walk in more. Such a game changer. Get 10,000 steps a day. That's really what it comes down. It will help so much. Number four, track your protein. It's easy and it works. Number five, base meals. Create 10 meals that you can have easily prepared at your home or a couple lunches that are easy to grab when you're at work or whatever you're doing. But just repeat these. Be proud of these meals. Look up how to make these meals healthier and enjoyable. And this will make things really easy. Number six, mini bulks, mini cuts. Can't be on a diet all the time. Give yourself a little bit of a break without going overboard. Number seven, make it a goal to get stronger or faster. Number eight is being consistent. Find a consistency game plan for damage control. So out of those eight, what stuck out to you? Was there anything that was an aha moment? Or was it something that says, that sounds easy, I can try that? With any of these things, it goes along with some of what we've been talking about. Like, just try it for a 30-day period. Give yourself one of these goals, take some inventory. But you'll notice with all of these, it's like stacking little wins. When you invest in these little habits with your body, your body pays yourself back by creating consistency, and you'll start to see the results within your body. Notice with all of these, we can go so much deeper into digestive health and the specific foods that you're choosing and whether you want to carb cycle or go high carb or low carb or keto or all those different things. Like at the end of the day, these are principles that you can kind of apply to all those different areas. Maybe some of these you have tried or have not tried, but I've seen a lot of really good results. There's a lot of research that supports all these things. So please poke holes at it. Be curious. If you guys like something like this, maybe let us know. Maybe we can do some more of these. And then, you know, got to break you off that experiment. So like every episode, we got an experiment for you. So this one is all about swapping habits. So think about right now, you know, take five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe later, create a reminder and think about what is or what are a couple of habits that are limiting results, or holding you back from something that you want. So today we're talking about maybe fat loss or your body composition, but this could be budgeting, how you're spending, maybe staying up late to watch TV. Are you hitting the snooze button? Are you never saying no to desserts or having poor quality desserts? And desserts aren't always the worst. I eat desserts, but it's about being thoughtful with them. And this goes for all categories of life. Digestion, this could be your relationship, your sex life, confidence, back pain. Look for little things and some patterns. And so swap that habit out, whatever it is, let's say it is staying up late with giving yourself a goal to wake up at a certain time or to start your bedtime routine, upgrade the quality of dessert. If you feel like you're craving something, make a dessert that supports your fitness goals. Decide not to hit the snooze button for 30 days. Just give yourself a chance. Don't do it or put it across the room. Spending or budget, create some sort of boundaries around that. So that is the experience. I want you to think about a couple of habits that are maybe getting in the way. And when you can put in a new habit and you give yourself a goal of doing it for a short period of time, it's easier to commit to that. And like we say on a lot of our experiments, is take inventory. Look over these. Is there any of these you're doing and you got, you say, oh, that's easy. I got that figured out. Or are there some where you could use a little bit of improvement? So I hope this was helpful. I appreciate all of you. 
We'll be back with the fellas here soon. We got some fun guests coming up, but thank you for tuning in. Until the next time, this is the Manhood Experiment. All right, we out. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of the Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.